The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Right now, though, I want to talk about the universal disdain that ensues when a governmental entity inundates simplistic notions with an overabundance of esoteric lexicon. In other words, how annoyed we all get when the government uses jargon, unnecessary jargon to talk about simple things. The government have recognised this and apparently they're going to introduce plain language editors across their departments. Barry McLaughlin is a senior trainer and head of client engagement with the communications clinic. He's a trained solicitor as well. Barry, you're welcome to the show. Is this a good idea? This is an excellent idea, Kieran. Anything that can get out of the way of a government or a government agency communicating with ordinary citizens and remove any impediment that they have language-wise or jargon-wise is always a good idea because I think one of the problems people, um, I suppose, would find frustrating with government communications is sometimes you're not certain what is expected of you afterwards, particularly written communications. And I think all of your listeners are familiar with you. have probably opened an email this morning or last week and you probably had to read it maybe once or twice to figure out, well, does this apply to me? What am I supposed to do next? So the idea that somebody would sit down and look at the vast abundance of communications that government do with people, and often people who maybe who are very vulnerable, people who really need the advice and the support. And if the language or the wording and the structure is getting in the way, anything they can do to make that better and clearer is 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 good in my book. And listen, it's the government doing this, but it's not just government guilty of it. I mean, if you go through kind of LinkedIn and read kind of company bios, that's the place where it's really a, a kind of a plague, this type of language. Sometimes it's it's actually utterly impossible to decipher what a company does. It is. And I think what happens is that people forget clarity and confuse it with being impressive. So, you know, it's that idea that we take that word or that phrase, or we've heard someone else use it. Gosh, that sounds really impressive. I might use it. A really good example, and and you might remember back, and we're coming into an election year. Do you remember in 2016, we had that that phrase, fiscal space? Yes. And that phrase was put out. And actually what fiscal space means is we have enough money to start making decisions. We can spend it the way we want. But instead, the, the campaigning party at the time spent two days trying to explain to people what they meant by fiscal space. <laughs> now, there's a friend of mine who's an economist. He knows what fiscal space is, but that's not the phrase he'd use at home if he was trying to explain it to his family and to his kids. Yes, that is a good way. Yeah, it's very rare when you've got money left over. You say, oh, look at the fiscal space in my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <laughs> well, it's so exactly. rare that I've got money left over. <laughs> I've got anything in my wallet and maybe I don't understand uh, the situation the government found themselves in. Are there particular industries, uh, Barry, uh, that are more guilty of this than others? Yeah, I'm afraid so. And I mean, I think in the introduction you mentioned I'm a, I'm a solicitor and I think you're a solicitor yourself as well. And yes. I, I, I'm always drawn to the, the wonderful phrase George Bernard Shaw once said that, he believed that the professions were a conspiracy against the working man. And he meant in terms of the language they use and the phrase we use. So, for example, I mean, if you look at one thing that one, I suppose, one legal thing that a lot of people will do or plan to do is make a will. Mm-hmm. And the phrase is still very common. And I'm sure when you were training as well, I give, devise and bequeath yes. something to whatever. And the reason that the, all those words mean the same thing, but it's a hangover from the time when lawyers were paid by the word. So why put one word in when you can charge for three? And, but what, no, it doesn't make any difference now in terms of what people are, are pay. But it's a phrase that, um, you know, you're using a number of words when one will do. So that's just one example of a profession. And you see, when you look at, say, the legal profession, obviously they're involved in a lot of government departments. They're involved in legislation. 
they're involved in, I suppose, the working rule books of what government and government agencies do and doesn't do. So it's very easy to see how people would start using that type of legalistic language as well. So I think one of the good things about plain English is that you look at, well, first of all, is there a simpler word we could use? Mm. Why not use one word instead of using two or three words? Why don't we do things like shorten our sentences? Because the sentence length can have a huge problem uh, for people as well in terms of trying to, you know, get to the point or get to something that, that actually matters and is relevant. So there's a lot of things that we can all learn from, you know, the rules of good writing. And, and I suppose the most important one is think about the ultimate person who's going to be reading what you are writing and what do you want them to do and what do you want them to remember afterwards? I, I, you reminded me of uh, an American academic who came over for kind of a guest term when I was in UCC to lectures and he marked people down in our essays if they used the word utilise instead of use. He would put a line through it, write use and put minus one beside it anytime he saw the word utilise. He was dead right. Anyway, uh, uh, Barry, listen, thanks a million uh, for joining us. Uh, Barry, McLaughlin is the senior trainer and head of client engagement with the communications clinic. He's a trained solicitor as well. Peter and Galway observes jargon buster must be the most jargony of jargon. Peter, thank you for the text. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.